Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because of the offeree. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Trossman, the Rockatisopolis, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Crider. Nick, I'm so happy that we added the DJ to the beginning of the intro because obviously for those listening, and if you don't know DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Crider, he's also a DJ, and it actually has amplified your nickname. So not only after five years am I sitting here nicknameless, although Raccoon Hat is getting into the mix in some other circles, off of our stadium show where I wear a Raccoon Hat one segment of show, but your nickname has gotten sicker, admittedly. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I mean, I crowned you with MC Josh Fisher last week. And that was nice. You that was like that one? No, I do like it. I love, you know what? I love being an MC. And then belly dancer Tisopolis over here. BDT. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Could you belly dance? Or no, Will can. Our buddy Will can belly sure. dance. You, oh, could? you mean like Evan Hernandez? He can belly dance as well. Eli? Yeah. He, he, he could, he, Evan Eli, he could belly. By the way, we are in a fantasy football, so many leagues. Our lot, we live in Los Angeles, our Los Angeles league. Our team, our, we have 10 teams, two QBs. The draft is tonight. And we're trying to get organized. And I'm just, you know, you do the double check. It's been the same league for years. You do the double check. Hey, you win? You good to go? Everyone good to go for this year? Because sometimes guys are like, you know what? Not me this year. That happened. One guy was like, too many leagues, too busy. I'm out. We had one guy in our league who is the odd duck I would say in the crew. And I texted him. I'm like, Hey, like you're in, right? He goes, yeah, of course I go. Well, I wouldn't say, of course, you know, you haven't really been responding. He goes strategy. It's like trying to get in everybody's heads. Like, like dude, just say you're in or not. Like, what are you yeah. doing? Strategy. So we're guessing whether or not you'll be at the draft rather than at, auto drafting or just well, getting the team up. You know what? I'll give him maximum credit because he came up with the most. I use it in my other league. It's the most legendary move of all time. He puts his best player in the flex. And I think it's the coldest thing. It's like, and it's like, and Samuel Jackson, like he has like Derrick Henry in the flex every year. It's so epic, but we'll be back to talk more football in just a hot second. Once again, I'm Joshua Fisher. That was Alexander Tossman, Octasop, wasn't DJ Nikki Snacks, credit where the chair trip hit your free throws because they are free. Don't go anywhere. How epic and ridiculous is he? he's ridiculous. Um, okay. He told he told me in person that he was in. Well, thank like you for clarifying. Two weeks ago. Oh. <clears throat> so everyone's in. Max is in too. We're good to go. Yeah. And Evan's okay. Evan's in also. Uh all right. It's gonna be twelve fifty. We're back once again. It's a charity show. Bitch, free throws because they are free. Josh Fisher, Alexander Tossman, the Octopus, DJ Nikki Snacks, Kyder. Gentlemen, college football is like it was back kind of like the week zero, but the week one is here. It's official. The big game of the week was supposed to be Georgia versus Oregon Ducks. And that was literally a peewee game. 
high school came to play Georgia. I mean, everyone was like, mm, you know what? Is Stetson Bennett really that guy? Is Georgia going to be able to fill those holes that they lost via the draft? And yet here we are. I mean, that was an embarrassment. I bet the under in that game on betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. Use the promo code BELIEVE. Get 50% off. You're welcome, bonus. I bet the under in that game and teased it a point. So I had it at 55. And the final score is 52, and Oregon scored three points. That's crazy. Could Stetson Bennett win the Heisman? Yeah, of course. I mean, he continues to play like this, but I don't think he's going to do it against the SEC defenses. Yes, agreed. But like the Oregon is so, like Oregon was supposed to have a good defense. Dan Lanning was the defensive guy in Georgia last year. Like the defense of Oregon was supposed to be solid, and Bennett tore through them. Their tight end room is ridiculous. Their line on both sides of the football is monstrous. I mean, they could very well easily beat. They could go undefeated. I have to see, but maybe Bama manhandled Utah State. We'll see him next week when they play the Horns. Uh, hopefully, that'll be a better test for them. But they were the, they were a forty-two point favorite Alabama, and they beat that handily. I mean, Bama's defense is. I look at the defenses like three points, zero points. He blanked Utah State. Like this, like this Clemson team watching Clemson play, you know, Georgia Tech, which by the way, it's so weird watching Georgia Tech throw the football. Like, have you guys noticed how, how bizarre yeah, that was? I was thinking the same thing. It was like the second quarter and their quarterback had like 11 or 13 attempts. And I was like, what is this Georgia Tech? Bonkers. Like totally the wishbone's gone. The thing. Yeah. I mean, what year is this? If Clemson remember, cause Clemson opened up against Georgia last year. And it was close that game. And we're like, okay, like really defensive game on both sides of the football. Clemson will bounce back. If they this Clemson team had opened up against this Georgia team, I honestly think it would have been like a 20 plus point game. Well, I also don't think it'd be DJ playing quarterback all game. I think you'd see some action from the the true freshman Kid Klubnik. Yeah, Kid, um, I mean he's he's the Austin product. You know, we love we love to see that. But it might be a situation like last season with OU, Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams, where you have to ride the true freshman who is supposed to be the top recruit if your your number one guy's not performing. And it worked out for OU last season. Hundred percent worked out for OU. And now it didn't. Now he he moved on with his coach to USC, but he balled out for USC as well. He's got a great two touchdown connection to his new boy Jordan Addison as well. Absolutely. I mean, he was There's the only. USC, yeah, but so is OU. Dylan Gabriel looks solid for OU. Like, and they still have Gray. Like, I I was looking at across the board. It was very interesting, kind of just to flip-flop around games and everything. Smith and Jigba, nothing crickets. That Two game was, receptions, three yards. What happened? The, that game was crazy. That de- that mean, I mean, you knew that defense for Notre Dame. I thought the Notre Dame defense was going to be solid because of Freeman. I don't know if it was going to be that solid. I still thought the Buckeyes would get 35 points, which is a lot, but in college football, the scores can run up. Like, look at the UNC game. It was like 66 to 60 something. It was it was bananas. I thought and the Ohio State defense, I thought was going to be a little more Swiss cheese than they were. I think that Notre Dame offense is going to be very different from the offense by the end of the season that we saw week one. But that was a that was probably the biggest surprise for me in week one. Honestly, more surprising than the Oregon blowout. Like the Oregon blowout, I'm like, yeah, you know, I what could a- what about the biggest upset of the week? It was Florida upsetting Utah. Yeah, but like it's 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 a home game though. I mean, it's Utah's in the swamp. seven though. 
Yes, Utah was number seven, and they won't be next week. That is for dang sure. I mean, the Pac-12 took a took a, I had, a hit. I saw people projecting Florida to jump all the way to the top ten, which is a little wild. But that is wild. I mean, their quarterback played really well. The the Pac-12 yeah, versus legit. are you are we ever surprised when like an SEC former powerhouse has a, a very solid win when it's out of conference? I never am. It. I, I never really bat an eye. And the Georgia thing to me, Josh, I don't think we can overlook that because like that is utter dominance. And to me, it just represents that they're creating a dynasty here. And Did I sound like I was overlooking that? I apologize because I think that, I thought that was a mad. You, you just said okay. it wasn't the most surprising thing. And they, they won by 46 points against a top 15 team in the, in the NCAA. Maybe because I root for Ohio State to me. I thought that Ohio State offense was the best offense in the country. I was going around saying they had the mm-hmm. best quarterback, maybe the best running back, and the best wide receiver. The best wide receiver, blank. The best quarterback did not look like the best quarterback. Does Georgia move? Do they jump Ohio State next week? 100%. Yes. They should. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, sorry. I apologize. Yes. They I think should. a lot of it also comes with they played with a chip on their shoulder. They're like, we won the national championship last season and we're ranked number three. Disrespectful. What do, what do we? How about this, Toss? Speaking about our secondary teams, our number two squads. I mean, Brian Kelly. I mean, Napier is hired at Florida, new head coach. I mean, go for two, dude. Go for two. No, no, okay. no, no. I'm, I'm not there with you. Know the kick's gonna get blocked. No, I no. It, 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 it's we've it seen it happen. Early, it happened earlier in the game. That's when you know you have to go for two when you've already had. <laughs> just a blown assignment on the offensive line. And if you watch that, uh, a fellow believe uh, podcast host, Jason Brown broke down that extra point and he broke it down incredibly. I mean, in the tight end on the outside edge completely negated the fact that he should block the inside rusher. And he went for the guy way out on the outside who there was no way he was going to get to it. It would have taken no. him two and a half seconds to actually get to the football. And he let the inside rusher get in and he, he tipped it and he blocked it and, Florida State won the game. I mean, you just hate to see a college football game end like that. There was some. You hate to see it. That game was. That ending was sick, but also the UNC Appalachian State ending was great too. UNC sixty three, Appalachian State sixty one, looking like a college UNC basketball game. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. we got Iowa playing at South Dakota State, playing a baseball game, seven to three. Like it's ridiculous. How how are these teams all in Division One football? It just could get to a point. Well, like, first of all, you're right, Toss. The LSU not only they were just so piss poor on special teams the other day, they were pathetic on special teams. And it's like it's in Louisiana. Like you're Brian Kelly, you're the new guy there. Like drop it on the floor. Let's see how low you hang. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel about it, honestly. I think he's a unique. I mean, you had a 99-yard drive to, to quote unquote, tie the game. That's why I'm saying go for two at that point. Like you're clicking. Yeah, do it. And God is on your side, one, clearly one with the fumble. Left, one second left on the clock. It could only happen in college where they have to to stop it. Nick, all the crazy games. You're uh, one of your alma maters. Your your first alma mater. They lost by 3.68 to 65 against Houston. Like that game was absurd too. Yeah. I know, I know we're really excited about the NFL, but college football is just so much fun. Okay. Here's the issue though. Yes. Yes. It's sick. The LSU game was ridiculous. 
The issue I have, and I'm nervous because we play Alabama as Texas this weekend. I really think those two teams, again, are just, you know, head and shoulders better than everybody else. Troy Paul. Yeah. I mean, it's they're the feeder schools for the NFL right now. It's really what it is. I would need them to get upset and then I'll have a good college football season. I need both of them to be upset. And I'm talking about, I'm not even talking about the Mississippi mudslide on November 12th. I'm talking about at any point, I'm cool with it. Like AM's offense was uninspiring. Their defense is great, though. Yeah. I would love to see. I'm, I'm a little, can I buy some stock in the ACC as a whole? Can I get in, can I little, throw a little sprinkle on the ACC? You guys in with me or out with me? Miami mm-hmm. had a, Pretty nice week one. I know they weren't playing anybody, but Van Dyke's he put good. Up seventy plus points. He put up seventy plus points. Yeah, that's exactly right. FSU, like the look, say what you will. FSU hung in there and won, and they took care of business in a tough in a, against a tough tough team. You know, it's an it's SEC team. So I, I have some good faith in there. All right, well, we'll be back. We're going to talk NFL. We teased it a little bit. We're going to talk MLB because there's records. And numbers being smashed and broken, and we and we got to discuss that. I'm Joshua Fisher once again. That's Alexander Tosmirakisopoulos and DJ Nikki Snacks. Crider, don't go anywhere and hit your free throws, baby. Um, a twenty-four forty. <clears throat> We're back, baby. It's the charity show. Hit your free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tosopoulos, DJ Nikki Snacks, Crider, guys. We're going to see 700 and we're going to see 60 home runs. Yeah, we might see 65 home runs. That's that's Aaron Judge's pace right now. That would be insane. It's I mean it's going to be insane. <laughs> it's I I can't even believe I'm rooting for this. I feel it pathetic. Is that sad that I'm rooting for this? No, it's be a- not because I I think as a if you're a baseball fan, you want to see Records broken. Mm-hmm. That's always exciting. And for a guy like Judge, who's playing in a contract year as well, right? He's playing at MVP caliber baseball. You want to see that as well. And you had mentioned that your favorite player was Derek Jeter as a Red Sox fan. And look, the Red Sox are out. They're not making they're not they're not winning the division. They're not making the playoffs. Might as well root for Aaron Judge to get his 65 home runs. We were up today. Three two. I didn't want to come in. I'm sorry. I didn't want to come in, dear, but this is what you did. We're up 3-2. We just swept the Rangers, by the way. We're one game under 500. There was a world in which we could have sniffed the playoffs and gotten involved in the wild card. There is a world where that works. <clears throat> you're up 3-2 against the scorching hot Tampa Bay Rays, and your call to the pen is yours, Familia? Bro, you're nine games out of the wild card with 30 games. Now we are. We wouldn't have been if we had won today. It would have been a complete flip. We would have been 500 and playing really good baseball with Trevor Story back in the lineup. I mean, Bogers is going to win a batting title, and we're going to lose him in free agency for nothing. What? Okay. You just got to give this one up this season. No, I have given it up. I've given it up. Red Sox, your Celtics have won championships. This is definitely not the season. They're playing under 500 baseball. Thank you. I know that. I've seen that. I've been watching the season. I, I I know, but we would have been 500 if we won today, and then it's anybody's game. And we would have been hot. We would have had five in a row. Trevor Story back in the lineup. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And, my, and you know you know how pathetic the Red Sox are this year? We're psyched that Michael Walk is pitching. He's pitching great, but we're psyched. That's like our guy. 
it's just just a gong show over here. I mean, I feel like Martin Perez. He's like our Martin Perez, honestly. But the seven hundred, the thing with Pujols is, is like he didn't even start the game where he hit six ninety five. He has pinch hit. Crazy. What do you think of this? Like, let's say he's at six ninety nine. How cold would it be if he was to retire? If he didn't go for seven hundred, he's retired at six ninety nine and Bernie backed it. Uh, he's not gonna do that. You think if he finishes the year at six ninety nine, he's coming back? Um. Oh. Oh. I thought you meant. I thought you meant like he had six nine nine. Like I oh, play the rest of the games. <laughs> no. 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 Um. I think I, honestly he's probably retiring regardless. Right. But I think he's hanging it up regardless of what happens. I think the farewell world. The farewell tour has been um, just kind of too too much out there. I don't know what I'm saying. The farewell tour has been so prominent this season that... Great recovery. It's a great word. <laughs> the farewell tour has been so prominent this season that I feel like he can't come back next season. No. Unless the team's like, hey, Albert, like $20 million, $20 yeah. million rupee. <laughs> 20 million rupees. Did they I mean, Hey, the Oakland A's, dude. The only attention the Oakland A's are getting is some guy, you know, doing the hanky panky in the stands during a day game. Do you guys see that? Some guy, some some female was was uh was performing a little seventh inning stretch. Seven, seventh <laughs> stretch on a fan it was, in the stands. It was and the then a couple weeks later, subtle thing I've ever seen. Couple yeah. weeks later, uh Toronto Blue Jays fan got caught. Stretching out a little even deeper. Really? The game. Yep. Wow. I mean, like it was all. I mean, the police are investigating. Come on, who cares? The police are. That's what they're investigating. Nothing better to do. I mean, that guy was definitely having an affair. Correct. Mm, I don't think that's definitive. Okay. <laughs> no, I think I think it's, I, I honestly I think it was a a couple that really liked sports and was like. We know that the A's get no fans, and we're going to see how far we can take this. We're just going to see how much people really, really care about what's going on at this ballpark. And and they were like, let's let's test it. So wholesome. You know, it, it's funny because if there's too many fans, obviously you're going to get caught. But if there's too little fans, I feel like there's a big chance you get caught as well because you're the only one in that section out in the open. You're easier to target and see. You yeah. don't blend in as well. What's like you need like thirty percent capacity, like someone can maybe see, but you're chon. And the product, yeah. the day game was ballsy, no pun intended. Like, I think a lot of people think of that doing something like that for just the thrill and the rush. Do you, you guys like a you guys like a runner, right? Like not like a streaker, but like someone running on the field, right? Oh yeah, it's fun. It's what it's one of my it's the, and I love it when they get away. It rarely happens. The, the the Reds kid and there's a guy on the Astros that got away that was like unbelievably impressive, like some serious parkour. Oh, who I'm hopped like a center field fence? Yes. Yeah, I that, feel like was, that was an impressive ever, run. Never yeah. do that. They're never prepared correctly. Like I want to see a guy go out there and like strap on some cleats and wear some like compressions so like you can't grab them by the shirt, right? Mm-hmm. Don't wear loose fitted shirts unless you're a streaker and you're oiled up. But these guys don't prepare accordingly. Yeah. If you want to avoid getting captured, take every precaution. Go invest in some $80 Audi Audi zeros. Yeah. (laughs) The I feel like the 
I feel like the game planning, I'm curious how much game planning goes into it because do they have an escape? Like some of these guys have an escape route. So I'm curious to see like, you know what the map of that looks like. Cause some of these guys have gotten out, but the judge thing, I think is going to be tremendous. And where are we at with the Goldschmidt triple crown? I think I'm the only person on planet earth that cares he's, about he's that. He's two home runs shy right now. Thank you. Thank you. I knew you. Schwarber's boy. got 36. Riley's got 35. Yeah. He's got 34. Okay. But he's first in RBIs, one ahead of the polar bear. And he's first, he's six points ahead of Freddie Freeman. So, I mean, he's sitting in the pretty in the catbird seat on the average. Yeah, That's, he's chilling. I think he's chilling in the average as well. You know, Dylan Cease is Cy Young odds after the near no hitter went to like plus one hundred five. Isn't that crazy? Are you looking at Cy Young's Cy Young odds right now? Uh, no, I, I I'm not looking at it right now. I was just someone just told me that the other day, and I thought that was kind of nuts. Why are you well, looking at it? I was just, no, I was going to say Zach Gallon is putting himself in the consideration, he's right? Forty one and a half innings, I think, of scoreless baseball. And then Alcantara's not been that good, quite frankly. And I got you. I totally ate my words, dude. I'm so bummed. I asked you if Corbin Burns we could consider him one of the best pitchers in the league when he was killing it, and he's been brutal. You're bamboozling these guys. Uh, you think? I, am I? Your mouth. <laughs> Get my pitcher's name out your mouth. It's okay. So McClanahan's out. I mean, you know, it's, it looks like it's gonna be Verlander, Cease, McClanahan, Otani, and then for the NL. Alcantara's still minus odds, minus 450 with Freed, Gonsolin, Arias, Edwin Diaz, who I thought should get some consideration but won't. You know who's been really nasty? That's going to be a huge, huge make a break factor in the playoffs. Spencer Strider on the Braves. He mows dudes down. He had an eight inning 16K day the other week, the other day on the weekend. The Braves are scary. Um, The Padres have put themselves into the second wild card spot now. And I honestly am feeling more and more uncomfortable than being in the third ball card spot. The Braves are just scary. They've got firepower all across the board. Pitching, bullpen starting, and their offensive core is great. Riley might be a better offensive player than Machado, as much as I love Manny, dude. Not overall player, but he might be a better offensive player right now. He's that good. And that's saying something because Machado has been unbelievable. So they may have the best offensive player in the series. Uh, Currently, Michael Harris has been awesome. Olsen's been super solid, not unbelievable, but very solid. Swanson, Albie's coming back. Even like Acuna's kind of been down, and and like they're and he's still playing really well. And their pitching is is not Kenley. I mean, they have Kenley Jansen as their as their closer. So reliable, so reliable. I mean, I saw the I saw the Padres win. It's unfortunate our games weren't flop. Nick Nick went to Dodger Stadium to see the Padres. I have not seen the Padres win in person all season long. That's horrible. Yeah, I might be bad luck for them. Yeah, you might be bad Juju Smith-Schuster. I saw them win. I saw Drury tank one. I saw Machado tank one. Uh, Dustin May, his stuff wasn't there from the jump. It's so interesting being in the ballpark. You can just tell when a guy's – and on TV too, I guess. You could kind of tell where a guy's at in the first inning unless it's one of the guys. unless like a Scherzer who can, you know can tone it down if he gives up like two quick runs or like walks a couple guys and lets some guys on. You know he could tone it down going into the game. But for these younger guys or a guy like May coming back from injury, you can really see early on in the game if his stuff's not there and his wasn't there that night. I would be nervous if I was you about the Padres. The Cardinals, although I say they are the team of destiny, their pitching just isn't there. 
starters wise. It could be fun. I'm down for I'm down for Wayne out to do something sexy and and, and absolutely get in there, you know, and, and kill it. And I but I I don't think it'll happen. Their lineup's gonna their lineup's gonna mash, and anything could happen in a three game set. But I would very much rather play them than the Braves. You know what's gonna be interesting, or kind of unfortunate at the same time, is if Abrahos gets to six ninety nine to end the regular season, and then they get in, get in the playoffs, and he pops off for like five or six home runs, and they won't. Yeah. Count. Yeah, they won't count, but like if he pops, if he wins a World Series in his swan song, it'd kind of be sick. No, that'd be cool for sure. But if they don't win the World Series and he pops off for like five or six home runs, yeah, it'd be whack. I'm not about that. Then I think he's got to come back. He yeah. has to come back at that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. If he's hitting well in the playoffs, yeah. I mean, could you the, guys I'm, imagine if the, uh, if the Strohs were still in the NL right now, like what the NL would look like? Just how many absolute powerhouses forgot, would be there? I forgot about that. I don't that. think they would be as good if they were still in the NL. I, think I don't that, even know. I think that going to the AL allowed them to be so bad for so long that they rebuilt their, they rebuilt their farm mm-hmm. and then they played against a bunch of crappy AOS teams. The AOS has been dookie. Yeah. Not be yeah. good. Yeah. No, I just good. meant like the the activity doing it without thinking about like how their journey as a franchise would have been different, but more so just like if you ripped their team right now mm-hmm. in the last like five years and threw it in the NL, like what the NL would look like. It would have been crazy. It would have been yeah. crazy. And a lot of crazy stuff happened that we're going to talk more about after this little break. Josh Fish Alexander, Top Us, DJ Nikki, Snacks, Cry, with the Trash Trap. Don't go anywhere. Hit you free throws. I keep for, I forgot they were in the NL. That is such a nuts point. Yeah. We, we're fine that we went over because you can cut that. Yeah. Part yeah. No, like, no, no. I could, I have a third. We have, we have a, we have, we have a, th- I could cut that if you'd like. Yes. Please cut it. Yeah. I kind of, yeah, we're definitely chilling then. Um, but that's Toss. That's a great sorry. Right I'm sorry that was the, he is in there. I'm sorry that was the end of the segment. That was a really fucking good point. We can start with that again. Um, all right. So 39 15. I'm going to go in five seconds, four seconds. Three, what are we talking about? NFL? Yeah, two. We're back, baby. It's Trash Shepard, Free Throws, Cuz the Offrey, Josh Fisher, Alexander, Toss, Narcosopoulos, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Carter. NFL, we're here, baby. Week one, fantasy is almost in the books. I'm looking at one of my fantasy teams, and I literally, if it wasn't for the wide receiver three creative player, it'd be an unbelievable team. I drafted a team today for my buddy's girlfriend. It might have been my favorite team I drafted. I'm kind of bummed. So it was not your team? It was not my team. It was Kyler, Kamara, Najee Harris, Jalen Waddell. Um, that's not her wide receiver one though. It's somebody else. That's really good that I'm blanking on. Um, Christian Kirk is there. Chris Godwin's in the mix. Like this team was super, super sound. And I was jealous that she had this, this team and it's in her work league. And she's the one girl in the work league. And I was talking so much smack in the message board. I'd be like, yeah, your team is <laughs> trash, dude. I was like, kick her around. An investment, like investment banking or something like that. I was like, kick her around nine, dude. You're a joke, Mark. Like, I don't even know any of these. Oh, they're going to hate her. <laughs> dude, she's like, I can't go to work tomorrow. And like, I was like trying to, trying to get her to like, you know, draft Tyler Bass. So she could be like, I hope you guys enjoy eating my Tyler Bass this season. I was like, dominate you all. But like, she was like getting nervous about doing that. I was like, all right, I'll stop. But yeah, 
I thought she did it. I thought I thought we did a really bang up job together. So uh, I was definitely a little peanut butter and jealous. Oh, DJ Moore is a wide receiver one. So yeah, her team is super sweet. Um, all right. Not speaking about DJ Moore, because we're going to get into the NFC South another time. NFC West and NFC East, the East. Toss will start in your division. Cowboys going to do it. You nervous, bro? Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely nervous. Um, nervous, I'm, as our friend Diego would say. I'm nervous. Yeah. I, I feel a little less nervous because we just signed uh, Peters, which I think helps yeah. on the offensive line. Much needed. Uh, obviously cool to kind of flip the script. I feel like the Eagles have just been grabbing any and every player that that was playing on another NFC or just um, NFC East team with mm-hmm. all the guys that they've brought onto their roster. And obviously they're really, really scary. And, and they're the other contender, I think, for this division. Um, I think the Giants will be better, but I don't think that they're running for that number one or number two spot. And then the Commanders, to me, are the worst team. Commanders are the worst team. Yeah, I think so. I think the Giants. The Giants are. I think the Giants are going to surprise people. I actually think they have all across the board a a better roster than the Commanders do. The Commanders have some top talent, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and of course weapons like McLaurin. But I, I think they're they're a mess on offense. You may be drinking too much of the Carl Banks Bob Papa Kool Aid, which they're not actually heavy home hitters. They're really not. not. That I right, but I don't know. I I think, I think Washington had a great defense last year. Their defense was terrible last year. No, Washington. They they played good defense last year. No, they didn't. Their defense was uncharacteristic. It was supposed to be good, but it was uncharacteristically bad, given what we expected them to be. They actually have a pretty good offensive line. I'm not giving their offensive enough enough credit because they had a top like seven offensive line last year. But I just. There's too much chaos going on. And especially with like things you can't control, like the Brian Robinson, the shooting, like you can't control that. But like Gibson was not supposed to be their starter coming into the season. And like now he has to be thrust into that position. And I just don't, I don't trust that team. And they're not like a a new version of themselves like the Giants are. But neither of those teams are like even worth talking about, honestly. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think any of those teams are making the playoffs. Chase Young's in the pup list to start. He'll miss at least the first four games. But the rest of the, like Jonathan, I do think the rest of the defensive line between Sweat, Allen, and Payne is, is extremely solid. And I'm curious if the defensive backfield, shout out Cameron Curl, former guest of the Charity Stripe, uh, can do. Offensively, I mean, you guys know what I think of Wentz. I, I'm sure he could be a good fantasy quarterback. And this could be a good fantasy team. Like Logan Thomas can get some run that he's coming back. Dotson's a young, exciting receiver, but I, them and the Giants, like, are you gonna like? I think the Giants are gonna have a new quarterback next year. To be honest, like, I'd be shocked if if Daniel Jones, like, he has to do so much to right the ship. You it's think not even like this, he stepped. You think this offense is gonna be worse than it was last year? No, no, it'll be. I I hope it'll be better. I hope Wandale Robinson is a thousand yard rookie receiver. The <laughs> kind of need him to be the. I don't think it's going to be that good, dude. I don't think you're out I mean, on the I, return of Saquon. You don't think Saquon will be? No, back. I think Saquon. I think Saquon could be solid. I think it'll be better. I just like Sterling Shepard is like kind of toast Malone. So is Kenny Galladay, unless he has a major resurgence. Tony, I like Wandell Robinson. I like you know, but 
I'm just like almost nervous about what this team is going to do when they get to the red zone. This is not a very strong red zone team. I love the young tackles and Thomas and Neil. I think that's very exciting. Defensively, they have guy. I mean, we'll see when Thibodeau comes back, but Ojoari, Ojoari is really nice. Dexter Lawrence, we love. Leonard Williams, we like a lot. I mean, defensively, this team could be decent. X Mac back there at the free safety slot. Uh, they have pieces on the defense, but I think this Eagles team is kind of stacked. Yeah, they are right. Like, they just got Garner Johnson. That was like a, I mean, I don't even think it was that underrated. I think people kind of made a big deal about that because that was a really big pickup. Do they have the best one-two option receivers in the division? Yeah, right. AJ Brown, Devonta Smith. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think like some people, if Gallup was healthy, maybe they'd say it's the Cowboys are right there with them. But people are really I, high on that guy Tolbert, right? Yeah, really, really high on Tolbert. Yeah. They also like Fahoko, the guy from Stanford. I mean, the guys are going to have to step up, obviously. Um, but the the Eagles, it's just like how proficient can their passing attack actually be, right? We know they can run the ball. We know they like to run the ball. But if they're playing against top tier. NFC, AFC talent, like they're going to have to throw eventually. And can Hertz deliver enough strikes down down the field across the middle where he was really bad last year to to make it count? I mean, you, you talk about Daniel Jones, like Jalen Hurts last season, we were all like, should this guy even be a starter back? And now everyone's kind of like riding this guy into the sunset for this season because they're like almost shooing in the Eagles as a playoff contender. And... I don't know. Like, hot if take. Daniel Jones has one good season, are we not going to be doing the same thing? He was a top, what, top five pick? Was he number four? Six. But yeah, Six. top 10 pick. Yeah. Hot take. Go. Jalen Hurts finishes top two fantasy quarterback next season or this season. I could, but that's like not reality, though. They're not going to, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think that's that high. I don't think it's that high of a take. I mean, maybe even know. one. He totally could. I love Jalen Hurts. He's a gamer too. He's like a winner. But can he? I think your issues that you've brought up, Toss, are fair. I do think they have the guys around him. Here's my hot take. I think the Browns are going to be so bad to start the year. I think they move Kareem Hunt to the Eagles, and he's the, and he's the Eagles starting running back for the rest of the season. I'm I'm, I'm buying into that, and I think their defense, their de- like here. One of the big things I look at in the NFL, and this is just me being a, you know, this is like my Patriots fan in me. I always look at defensive line depth. They're running Graham, Fletcher Cox, Hargrave, Sweat, and they have Derek Barnett and Jordan Davis to mix in. The defensive nasty. line, it's nasty. It's nasty. The defensive line is good. I'm curious to see what Nicobe Dean could do. They have Slay. They brought in Bradbury back there. Cornerback's always been somewhat of an issue low-key for them. They bring in C.J. Garner-Johnson. Like, their offense line is always good. I, I think this is a team that, that could really do some damage. All that being said, like, the, the best quarterback, which is the most important thing position in football, for sure, the best quarterback in the division is Dak. Of course. The best defensive player in the division. Michael Parsons. I thought the Anthony Barr signing was very underrated. LVE, I'm curious to see if Van Ash can make a comeback. Y'all brought in Dante Fowler Jr. too, which is like, hey, he's not going to be what you know we thought he was going to be necessarily, but he's going to mix in. 
I think Armstrong, I think one of Neville Gallimore or Dorrance Armstrong could, could really take the next step. Yeah, I mean, we had a good defense last year. You know? I just hope and you think Diggs can get exposed. He did get exposed last year, but as long as he's turning the ball over as many times as he did or close to it, which he's not going to do it as many times as he did last year. But I think he'll have more support. I think we're kind of just building and fleshing out our defense year after year in the draft and just adding more depth, as you're talking about with the Eagles. I think mm-hmm. the Cowboys are right there, and they'll have some guys that step up and make plays that we probably don't even know right now or that most of like NFL fans don't know. I'm just, you have to be worried about offensive line consistency and, and talent. And mm-hmm. we would have had the best defensive player, the best quarterback and the best left tackle, but now we don't because he's hurt. Yeah. So that's, it's a, it's a tough blow to, to be dealt. Um, to, I mean, I, I'm still going to pick him to win the division, but I think both them and the Eagles, even prior to the Tyron Smith injury, a lot of people had them going to the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I, I think that could still happen for both those teams to make it. Yeah. Uh, so you're going Cowboys. I'm going to go boys as well by a hair, but I, I wouldn't, that's a coin flip for me. Nick, you're going Cowboys. Cowboys are actually my Super Bowl pick to be, Whoa. In the Super Bowl. to be in the Super Bowl. Okay, I know, to lose, to I know you're, we know that you're not going bills. The bills. You're not going bills Super Bowl. Uh, they definitely have a chance. We're saving. We'll save the NFC West for another time. You, you, are you, you do seriously? You really think the Chargers can, are going to go to the Super Bowl? That's like your pick. Yeah, I think this is actually the year. Do we have time for, to to discuss this or, or do we yes? No. The next segment. No, you have you have a couple minutes. Go for it. It's all you. The Chargers were really close last year to making the playoffs, right? Sure. They were a couple of close games away from actually being there. Yeah. A lot of one score games, a lot of games where they blew a lead and there was a lot of special teams and woes and a lot of holes that basically just didn't translate. Justin Herbert comes in for his third year, mm-hmm. locks up those two receivers who no longer have uncertainty of their future. Sure. Right. There's more trust there. He gets an upgrade at tight end. Eckler comes for another year, had 20 touchdowns last year. They get a spell back for him so he doesn't have to carry the load every single down on Isaiah Spiller. The offensive line gets stronger. Corey Lindsley gets healthy. He's a pro bowler. Rashawn Slater gets an extra year under his belt. They draft Zion Johnson at guard. That they did. Offense like is him. great. Defense, retain Joey Bosa. You lock up Derwin James, who was holding out on a contract. Now he's going to be playing. J.C. Jackson gets brought in as a lockdown corner. Bryce Callahan, underrated snipe that they got in free agency. They bring in all pro. We were talking about this guy being one of the best defensive players of all time at one point, Khalil Mack. Yeah. On that defensive line, the other team's O-line is going to have to decide who we're going to double team. Joey Boats or Khalil Mack. They're going to get pressure. They're going to get interceptions. They're going to lock down players. There's just no holes on this team, in my opinion. The only thing that's going to keep them out of the playoffs is injuries. I really, really believe that. And look, Staley had some questionable decisions last season with fourth and Staley and all that stuff. But I think a second year under his belt really helps. He's matured a little bit. He looked back at his mistakes from last year, and he's not going to let it happen. I I really think this team is poised to make a, a true run and prove everyone wrong. 
Okay. Well, toss real quick before we wrap up. Are you sold or not sold? Uh, I'm not sold. I think this is the year where they get to the playoffs, make a heavy push, and then they get the valuable playoff experience, which is something that they don't have from last year, which even as good as their roster is, they still don't have that, and Herbert still needs it. Yep. I I agree. Well, I'll give my little two cents. I thought that was a great pitch there, Nick. And then the last segment, we'll be right back in just a hot second. Josh Fisher, Alexander Tosopoulos, DJ, Nicky, Snacks, Kreider. Really good pitch, dude. Really good pitch. I just watched all in, so. Nice, dude. Um, all right, we'll go at the 40, and we'll go for 250. This is the last segment? Yeah, this is it. We're done, so. Wait, we're going for two two minutes, 50 seconds? Yeah, I'll just close it out. We're back. Josh Fisher, Alexander Tsopolis, DJ Nicky Snacks. Kreider, the charity stripe right here with you guys. Nick gave a great pitch at the end of the last segment for the why the Chargers can win the Super Bowl, let alone go. Toss, give a little counter. They get to the playoffs. They get the experience. They turn around and really have a shot next year. I'm leaning more to Toss because that's been the general trend of teams. I think, I think the Bengals not getting to the playoffs – but I think the Bengals going as far as they did was very much punching above their weight class. I really think that. I think that they are a very good football team. I think the Chargers are just as good this year as them. I'll say that. I think they had a home game, which was very helpful, which I think the Chargers need. I don't necessarily know they'll get. I think they, their next matchup was a weak number one seed in the Tennessee Titans, a game that we all thought the Bengals were going to win. Not one of us was like, tight, no. We three across the board unanimous, unanimously were in on the Bengals winning that game. And they were getting smacked by the Chiefs. And if it wasn't for a courageous live line bet by myself and Toss, and I think maybe you as well, Nick, because we were at your house, for them to win the game when they were down like 20 to 1 to 3 or something like that, I don't know if they do it. That's the Bengals game? I was actually at the Chargers game that day. Okay, so it was Toss and I that threw in that bet. It was a great bet, dude. You are at my house without my permission? Yeah, we, we, you know what? You live with other guys. <laughs> we were at your house. Honestly, there's been times I feel like where that's like been the case where one of us has been at the other one's house where just like maybe the other person wasn't home for a little bit. Um, but I'm leaning that way because here's the issue. The biggest issue of all, why I brought up, hey, why not do that? I know why you're picking the Chargers because you got to pick the Chargers. This is, they could, I wouldn't be shocked. They could conceivably do it. And if you didn't pick them this year, like you'd look foolish. But the Bills are going to win the division. There's no question. Mm-hmm. And they're going to win it by a good amount. And they're probably going to go five and one at worst in the division. Maybe they drop a game in New England and or in Miami, but they're not dropping both. The Jets aren't beating them? No shot. <laughs> if the Bills don't make it to the AFC championship game, Sean McDermott's failure. getting fired. See, He's getting yeah, fired. Failure. failure. Absolute failure. But you know, it wasn't a failure, boys. The show It's a lot of fun. Always a fun time with you guys because I'm Joshua Fisher. That's DJ Nikki Snacks Crider. And that was Alex Tossing Arctosopolis. And we're the charity strip. Fans out there, drag both feet and bounce. We're on a full count with that puck at that putt. Hitch your PKs because they're free. And it's your free throws. Why, guys? Because they're free. Because they're free. We outshot. We love you so damn much. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.